I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sans Pants Radio, Zamet's the worst. <laughs> hey, welcome to what the still game. All the small games. All the small games. There are too many podcasts. I don't care what they're all called. My name all is Levins. I'm Jonathan Valenzuela. And this podcast is all about food? Yeah. <laughs> it's about indie games, and it's all the indie games that we've played in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the new DLC for The Messenger, uh, Picnic Panic. Um, and uh, I'm going to talk about Crypt of the Necrodancer. Nice. Um, I'm going to be talking about uh, Do Not Feed the Monkeys, Shakedown Hawaii, and Nelly Kudalot, The Foul Fleet. Wowzers. Let's get started with The Messenger, Picnic yes. Panic. This is uh, something we've both gone in on. Let's go back, if you will. Let's, <laughs> let's, re- let's try, and, try and remember a, a, a beautiful time that I refer to in my life as September-ish yeah. 2018. Is that when it came out? Yes, because I was playing it in Chile. Um, there you go. That's, that's a, and that's a, time, a point in time that everyone remembers. Of course. When John was in Chile. Uh, so, yeah, this is a, a game published by... Um, Devolver Digital last year, in which mm-hmm. you you play as a um, a ninja, ninja. Um, who travels from eight bit to sixteen bit. Yeah, um, and it was uh, like yeah, it starts out like the first like six hours of this game are like a pretty. <laughs> Hold on, I think we should elaborate on that. You travel through time, and the way they demonstrate that is taking the graphics from eight bit to sixteen bit. I was gonna get to that. Sure, <laughs> but yeah, it starts out like an eight bit kind of like you know, um, uh, what's the very famous ninja ninja nest game. Shinobi? No. No, no. Oh, God damn it. It's literally called Ninja something. Ninja Gaiden? Yes, Ninja Gaiden. Sure. It's like a like Ninja Gaiden game on, uh, on, on the NES. Um, and uh, as you progress and, you know, beat these bosses, then suddenly some time travel antics happen oh. and you travel to the 16th, to, to the 16th bit. 16th. <laughs> um, and then there are portals in the game that allow you to traverse from 8-bit to 16-bit and each bit uh, represents a different time period. Yep. Um, and uh, it's kind of, it is like a kind of a Metroidvania by the end. Yeah, you you definitely you earn like double jump and um, rope dart and stuff like that that helps you traverse more difficult parts of the map. I burned through the first like eight you, bit section you, of the game so yeah. quick, and then it it slows down significantly it's, once you it, become. It's very linear up until you hit the sixteen bit part, and then, and then to, it yeah. becomes a Metroidvania. And you have to kind of find the portals back to the eight bit land in all, in by revisiting the same levels you've already played in sixteen yeah. bit, and you can access to different things because over time they've changed. Anyway, 
you told me you finished it and I was like, oh, what the fuck? And yeah. then, so I just sat down and, and, that's and smashed not, the rest of it That's out not how this dynamic works. Um, I think it was in the kind of funny game showcase last year. Yeah. They announced that they were going to be making a uh, beach themed uh, DLC package called Picnic Panic. Yeah. Um, and that is exactly what came out uh, just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it got released in a really annoying way. Yeah. Describe your, like, because I only played this today. Right. Um, okay. I, I, I intended to play it at Splendor in the Grass in my cold tent. My sure. aforementioned in previous episodes, freezing cold tent in the pitch black of night. Sure. The best way to play indie games. It's of how course. I finished Hollow Knight last year. <laughs> um, but uh, so I downloaded, like, you know, you know, when you, like, open a game on uh, on Switch and then it says, oh, there's an update. update. Yeah. Do you want to download it? And I was like, cool, I'll let the download happen and then I'll be happy to just. Um, play away play away once i get there so i'm in my tent and i open up the messenger and i'm I'm like it's like oh like uh you you talk to the shopkeeper and he's and then there's a jukebox there now and mm. there's, a, there's a crystal ball thing and you go oh that's a crystal ball that with like you know related to maybe some kind of spin-off antics side adventure antics yeah but you need it to visit the e-shop first and i was like e-shop god damn it why wouldn't you just download the free dlc as an update, yeah. sure. I totally, I get what you're saying. I mean, the phrase DLC itself indicates a kind of separate entity to the main game. Um, but you didn't like download a new game. You downloaded like you had to go to the eShop, download oh, yeah. the, DL- the free DLC. I went and did that. I mean, I know it's just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. it's it's definitely annoying. It should have just been like update. Poof, there you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're, we're not done here. I want you to hear how how, <laughs> how you continued. Now let me describe how cold it was <laughs> yeah. in the tent. Um, wait, what were you waiting to hear? Also, when oh, I then I'm to hear you. Okay. then when I did download it, yeah, I went and because you, you told me you were like, oh, I finished. I, I had to when I went to like. I open the DLC and it, it tells you, the same thing happened to me. It's like, oh, you can't play this until you've finished the main game. I'm like, yeah. I finished the main game last year. Yeah. But because it didn't have a save thing impl- in, like, in, like installed, yeah. you have to finish the, first, the final boss of this very difficult yeah. game. <laughs> um, yeah, I had the same. <laughs> Funnily enough, I, I didn't twig about the crystal ball when I started it up. I was just, I ran in, like, I'm running around like, where the where the fuck is this beach? I want to hit the beach, guys. Yep. I had to Google, how do you get into Picnic Panic? And it's like, look at the crystal ball. I'm like, oh, sweet. And then I went to the crystal ball. It's like, no, you got to finish the game. Like, God yeah. damn it. And that last battle, like, it's not, it's not one of the hardest in the game, but it's really frustrating, especially it's, if you haven't played the messenger in a year. It's, yeah, well... I I put a positive spin on it. Like, at least I'm relearning the controls and all the moves I've got again. But I think the most frustrating thing is it's not... You don't just jump straight to the boss battle. You have to, like, make your way through a very fucking hard platforming section. Oh, no, so my save point was at the boss battle. Oh, right. Okay. Mine was just, like, go into the music box. So I had to do all the kind of, like... Because I... I archived the game for space a while ago. So when I reloaded it, thankfully it... Remembered your it could, stuff. Yeah, yeah, it remembered like, hey, you you can go into the music box now. But then I had to do that really hard platforming section to get up to the last boss. As I said, helped me kind of get my chops on the game back up because I haven't played it in half a year at this point in time. But yep. it was still very much like, just let me go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, like, as you said, like you got reacquainted with the game's controls because um, you, 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 you got to that last level. You finished that last boss. You 
sit through an unskippable cutscene and the credits. I was so panicky during the credits. Picnic where I'm panicky. Like, yeah, picnic panicky. Um, uh, I was sort of like, is this? Is it going to remember that I finished this time? Is it going to let me in? Let me in. Let me in. <laughs> <laughs> But so then, you know, yeah, you, you've relearned all of the all all the all the controls of the game. Um, you're ready. You've got your sword. You've got your ninja stars. It's time to do some sword slinging ninja action. Sure. Nope. No. Yeah, that was it's another time weird to thing. surf. Yeah. And so, I like you know finally got around to playing this DLC today. I had I I put aside like a few hours today. I, I thought you know I'd definitely be able to take a, take off a chunk of it. Yeah. Did you get stuck on the surfing bit, dude? It was so bad yeah so instead of being this like awesome like there was such a tightly put together game yeah and i totally appreciate that like you know developers wanting to do something a bit different bit fun but so you are on like a gondola yeah um with a skeleton it's it's a character from the main game like evil sorcerer that you defeat or something like that and instead of like hitting things with your sword you there's this bizarre boost function that only operates as you hit other enemies or it, it, it you can boost for a little bit you can extend it by hitting enemies while boosting yeah so i guess the idea the developer's idea was you like you chain together boosts into long kind of blah and there were like there were those dragon sections in the in the main game yeah which were like you know definitely different but they, they came so like, far into the main game that and, and they were yeah like, I, I can't remember them being so reliant on like um like learning patterns of bosses and stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah, you have like this kind of like almost like a race section of surfing where you've got to jump over rocks, jump on top of enemies, like speed through other enemies. Um, And once you do that, then you have to face a squid boss. Yeah. Man, that boss sucks. Yeah. It was not fun. It was real hard. So you beat it. I beat it. I I died like five times and I was like, I'm not enjoying this. This is not what I want to be doing with my the small window of spare time I have today. Yeah. I can I can see what they were trying to do from a narrative thing, because the the DLC all takes place on an island separate from the land that you were in for the main game. Yeah. But they literally could have just been like, so you make your way to the island and boom, start the game. Like yeah, it didn't, sure. It didn't need... I remember... I felt the same way. I was very frustrated going like, this isn't- I can't beat this fucking squid boss. I just want to play Picnic Panic. This isn't Picnic Panic. This is a <laughs> stupid surfing mini game, essentially. Um, but I kind of... I figured out like... Once you sort of learn how to use the boost function properly, it becomes kind of easier to beat the boss. So I got up to the third. I guess you know you you have to you have to barge into the the squid boss three times, then he's down down right. You oh to a certain extent because like think you, that, you keep bouncing back there like ink blobs. Yeah, and then he got, he like goes like he, hot he, tip jump on the tentacles as well. Oh, that's all he needed to do. That, right, that, sure. That causes once I once I work that out. I think it took me two or three more tries. Okay, sure. But it's just because every time you bounce on the tentacles, you're damaging it as well, which gets the stunned state that you hit and blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Hot tips for the Messenger DLC. Yeah. I was just like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's, re- it's really frustrating. I remember putting it down the first kind of time I went in on it and was like, it was like 11.30. I'm like, I need to go to bed. What the what is this fucking, like, what did you do to the messenger? <laughs> Who is this squid will, and what has he done to my ninja game? I will say this though. You've, you haven't beat the squid boss, right? Yeah. Okay. So I've, I've made it into the game proper and was playing through and went like, and admittedly the whole thing I had to do with the boss kind of, as I said, reacquainted me with the game, but playing, playing after, after this terrible surfing bit, playing the game, I was like, oh, that's right. 
this is a really cool, fun, platformy Metroidvania kind of game. Like, I was having fun. The new setting's great. It's really bright. It's really interesting. Um, like, kind of a stark contrast to some of the some of the levels you were in in the previous game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got that fun kind of beach theme about it. So I was having fun, having fun. And then I got to the, f- the first boss of the, you know, like, if you leave aside the stupid surfing bit, the first boss of the actual gameplay. And I was like, all right, this game is really fucking hard and it just kills me inside. Like, was it this one harder than the, the bosses from the original campaign? S- oh, I can't remember. That, some of those bosses were super tough. Some of those bosses were super tough. But it was tough. just a matter of, like, learning their patterns. This one's up there, like... It's this big totem pole that you're facing, essentially. And it's got various attack patterns, but there's one frustrating one where, like, the body of the totem pole turns into this giant drill that knocks out... Like, it follows you around the section, and you can kind of see you run back and forth to kind of, like, cheat where it's going to go down and get out of the way. But then it knocks a huge hole in the floor of the section. So all of a sudden you're having to play around this giant hole... And there is, like, strategically, you put, like, the hole at the very back of the level and then the very front of the level, leading you with this, leaving you with this unbroken island of land to play on, essentially. But I must have, I must have run, gone up against that boss 30 times before I beat it. And each hey, time... you beat was, it. Well done. I was just like, this is grindingly frustrating. So I beat it and continued playing, but now I'm up to this bit. It's not even a boss level, but you have a move called a cloud jump, which is where you can kind of, like... You can do it on enemies or projectiles or lanterns, but you kind of jump and hit hit the hit the thing with your sword, and then you can kind of jump again. Yeah, it requires timing. Like it's it's a it's a real kind of timing thing you need to do. I just button mash the jump and attack buttons, and kind of have worked out how to do it. But I'm, I I hit this section where I have to cloud jump my way up this giant wall on all these moving lanterns. And there's enemies attacking me, and it's just I'd I'd reach the top and then miss a cloud jump and like just see yourself fall all the way back fall, down. Fall, no. fall, fall, fall. Like luckily, you can if you hit if you hold jump, you kind of gl- glide. You can glide. You can you can also slash when you're gliding. Yeah, which is a good way to cloud jump. But it's just the number of times I got all the way up to that final one, and then and as you pass the enemies that you defeat, if you fall back down, they've respawned. So suddenly you're dealing with this goddamn enemy again. You're already low on health and then you just die. Yeah. And I just, that was, that was the point where I put it down and went, I'm going back to Graveyard Keeper <laughs> at this point. I'm so, this is just, it's my thumb hurt by that point in time <laughs> with all the goddamn cloud jumping. See, I was I'm okay. I'd be okay if that was what was, if that was the, the opening sure. level of, of this to, DLC. If you had to like cliff climb to get to the island or something. Exactly. Sure. I'm like, oh, this is difficult. I would have given, given up. This is how I remember the messenger being. Mm. This not this weird this squid surfing. surfing. Yeah, squid surfing. It's like swag surfing. So you, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll have another crack at it. Yeah, and hopefully when we record again. Like I said, jump on, jump on the tentacles. Throw at you. Like my dad always used to say. Yeah, jump, jump on the tentacles. tentacles. Um, yeah, but look, it's if if you enjoyed the original messenger and grit your teeth and knuckle down and get past that fucking surfing section, then you're back in the game that you know and love. Fantastic. Yeah. It is frustrating. Like, I was kind of hoping, because I have a lot of the in-game currency saved up, but 
so far, it, they haven't, like, I was kind of hoping they'd add new abilities in the store. No, no abilities, just like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yeah. any Anything like that would be cool, but there's it's not. There's nothing new in the marketplace to buy, so I'm just stacking up these whatever the fucking crystal thingies are or whatever. Yep. Just feels like useless. Does that a demon bit. still take him when you die? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That brick. And I I don't think they've added bow, bow, bow. I don't think they've added any new sayings to the demon. All oh, right. That's okay. I don't know. Like it it'd be fun to have little like a few little details like that would have been like, "Oh yeah, this is rad." But There's a bunch just... of new dialogue for the the monks or whatever. At the beginning, yes. when you when you get get into the section, yeah. To be honest, I was like, okay, get on with it. But yeah. I was, I was already losing my patience. Like, just let me get to the beach party. It is, it is like the first shopkeeper you go to over there. It's fun because you walk in, you're like, hey, nice tiki store, and yeah, there's yeah. like a long silence. It's like it's not a tiki store; it's just a store. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's look, it's a free. We shouldn't complain. It, it's it, free DLC. Extremely Tim Heidecker voice. It's free DLC. <laughs> It's free DLC. Um, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try it out a bit more. What else have you been playing? Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, boop, boop, boop. Let me just get my list up again. Um, I'll throw an iOS game in. Okay. I'd love to throw an iOS game in occasionally. Uh, so I just I bought this on the, the iOS store the other day. It's called Do Not Feed the Monkeys. Um, it is a game by a developer, Fixturama Studios. Uh, there's a few developers, actually. It's Fixturama Studios and Badland Games. Um, I can find no information about Fixturama Studios. Uh, oh, Dead Synchronicity, which is another game that I've got waiting on my Switch to play, which is cool. Um, and Badlands Game Publishing. Uh, yep, they whatever um, they make phone games. I'm I'm getting I'm getting lost in useless details here, but it's available on uh, through Steam and on iOS. So it is a <laughs> the word I'm going to use to describe it is a very loaded term, but it works. It's essentially a simulation voyeur game. So you you start the game by finding out that you got into this secret club. Um, and the se- the whole thing with the secret club is it has hidden cameras everywhere and your job is to essentially watch these cameras and spy on what the club refers to as monkeys, which is just people who are on the cameras. And you, by spying on them, you develop what the club calls a cage, which is you kind of work out the story of what's happening to the people on the video screens um, through their actions and stuff that's seen in the on the video screen and also their dialogue as well. So, for instance, there is one of the video screens, there is a, a guy stuck in a lift. Right. And you have to listen to him talk to this weird, like, he's clearly to try and maintain his sanity. He's a janitor, so he's created, like, kind of like Buckethead Wendy from C-Lab 2021. Like, he's made <laughs> that this, is a reference just for me. <laughs> yeah, he's made this person out of, like, a mop bucket and a mop handle and stuff, but he talks to it to maintain his sanity. But as he talks to it... Is it audio or is it... Text. It's text, yeah, sure. and words in the text will be yellow, and you can click on them, and it'll save them to your notes. Right. So he talks about like I'm so close to retirement, um, you know, I've been a janitor for so long, I know my way around detergent and cleaning rags, and you're clicking all of them and kind of saving them to your notes, and then he's referring to the mop bucket man he's made as like a mascot, and talks a lot about basketball as well. So you're saving a bunch of terms as well. You can then go to your notebook click on the terms you found and search for them on a little in-game browser. Oh, on a little in-game browser. Yep. 
Um, and doing that, you find out more and more information about the person. And with this particular instance, you find out his name, you call his wife and say like, hey, I know where your husband is that's been missing for all this time. He has a new wife though. He isn't, yeah. It's a mob. It's, um, but yeah, but, but there are other ones where you can like, you can exploit the person on the video for money. So there's there's like there's one that's now we're a, talking. Yeah, there's there's one of like this this guy who has a history of crashing into people and it turns out it's, it's a Matthew sec- Broderick. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Um but it turns out it's a sexual thing for him, so you can either report It's Matthew Broderick. Yeah, it's still Matthew Broderick. But you can like you can report him to a local militia that's really angry about his actions who will take him out, or you can call him directly and go, Look, if you pay me money, I'll look the other way. Um, you have a set time limit where you need to buy more and more cameras to remain in the club and go up club levels. Um, yeah, I just like I've played through it maybe four times already because wow. there are like you you have to end up unlocking twenty five cameras, but there are lots more cameras that you can unlock. Some of the cameras don't do anything; they're like pointed at a chicken coop. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them have like you won't interact with them, but they'll tell a funny little story over the course of time. So there's like a, an archaeological dig, and one of the playthroughs, like over time, you see him uncovering something, and then it turns out to be like a skeleton holding a tr- like pushing a trolley in the ground, little bits like that. But then there are a bunch. This of, sounds like John Valenzuela crack. It's, it's yeah. very much. You're someone that absolutely appreciates storytelling and, and writing in yeah. games, and it sounds like like yeah, like I the, the ability I w- to unlock more writing in this game. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the writing is fantastic. Right. It kind of like by necessity, it needs to be fairly simple and focus yep. on these key terms. But I think the sheer variety of stories being told are really interesting. And I've like I said, I've played through four times, and there are there are cameras like. On my fourth playthrough, I was like, I've never seen this camera before. This is an entirely new story that I haven't experienced. So it's got a lot, like, huge amount of replayability factor. And it's a really, like, it's great on phone. It's fantastic. So it's called Do Not Feed the Monkeys? Do Not Feed the Monkeys. How much is it? Oh, like, five bucks, maybe? Yeah, right. Yeah. It sounds good. great. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit, like, with all the different, like, cameras. Such- what was that bizarre game you gave me a while ago? It was, like, a MacGyver-style... Oh, um... <sighs> Um, Mc, it's Mc, McPixel. 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 That's right. So McPixel is like a game where <laughs> it's it's, a, oh, it's so funny. It's, it's a so super. It's a super crass MacGyver parody. Like almost more like MacGruber. Yeah. SNL. Yeah. Oh, a definitely, definitely an homage to MacGruber, or like influenced by MacGruber. But so it's kind of like we'll treat you to like it's like three panels, in, um, in which this MacGyver character called McPixel has to. You have to basically like fuck up. You've got like seven seconds before something in the... You're in it like each level is a scene. That's right. And you have like seven seconds to find an explosive and put it out in the scene. Um, it's almost... It's like a very almost simple point and click style game. Um, but there's multiple but, endings yeah, to each scene. Yeah, like- you can like... You can you could mess up and let the bomb explode or you can like make love to an alien or kick a moose in the dick. Or there's just like all these weird things you can do. McPixel's super fun. I love McPixel. Yeah, that was a, that was a very good gift. Thank you for McPixel. But I think this this game, Do Not Feed the Monkeys, is similar-ish to, I think it's called Her Story. Okay. Um, which is like a game where you watch interview footage with a woman um, and you can pull out terms that she uses and right. then search and cross-reference those terms and that kind of thing. This is a, this is a very much sillier 
kind of version, almost like parody version of that kind of game. But yeah, I had a great time playing it. It's really fun. Fantastic. You got one more game for me? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Uh, yeah, Ooh, let me choose. Um, let's go with Shakedown Hawaii. Uh, so Shakedown Hawaii picked it up on a sale on the eShop recently. Um, it's by V Blank Entertainment, who are the same guys that did Retro City Rampage, which was in itself an homage to the original Grand Theft Auto games. Yes, yes, but it was like a uh, like an eight bit, mm. um, so very, this- very 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 simple simplified version of like the top down yeah. uh, GTA kind of gameplay for, for, for DS. It was originally on DS, so yes, and everything else. Um, so it's very much in the style of Retro City Rampage. Um, bit more colorful 16-bit this time um although this is definitely more around the, the story is you're so you're kind of this this ceo guy whose businesses are all failing because you didn't keep up with the times so he's now desperately trying to like rebuild his fortunes and take over the entire island of hawaii essentially mm-hmm. um i'm not massively deep into it i'm playing story mode at the moment and one thing that's kind of frustrating me is through the story, they've told me all these ways to like, hey, like you can earn money by shaking down stores and then buying them after the owner agrees to sell. Like, go shake down a store. So I'll go shake down a store and then I finish doing that and they're like, okay, cool, go back to your mansion for another mission. And I'm like, but shouldn't I like shake down some more stores at this point in right, time? Right, sure, yeah. And I've realized that can I don't... Can you or it's... Oh, you can. Yeah. I, you, I, I've realized recently like you don't have to go and do the next mission. You can go and keep doing whatever you want. It's a free country, want, man. Kind of thing. Exactly. Um, Hawaii is a free country. Um, Shakedown Hawaii is the most blatant hotline Miami <laughs> referencing yeah. name ever heard. Um, but it's it's like it, there's a, there's so much stuff you can do in this game. You can go and repo cars. You can uh, buy businesses, buy... The you graphics know, are gorgeous. Yeah. It's really, really bright and colorful and fun. Did you ever play the first GTA and GTA 2? Yep. Are so good. Yeah. And I, I almost got a PS Mini 
because it had the oh, first Grand Theft Auto on it. Radio. I wish they would release a collection of those, especially for Vita. It would be like, so good to be able to play. Like, like those games, it's a fucking nightmare to drive in them. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's the same in Retro City Ramp. Like, driving in those games is always straight trash, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> everything else is really fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into it a little bit more. It's definitely like, it's it's the story and all the cutscenes are very like, Oh, like I don't want to say crass crass isn't the right word but definitely like uh, hy- hyperbolic and overblown and like the characters are all assholes but entertainingly so and that kind of thing so it's a good uh, companion piece to one of our favourite comic book writers um, Kyle Starks yeah Kyle Starks yeah very very similar-ish to that kind we, of thing well we're big fans of uh, Kyle Starks he, he, he writes and draws his own comics um, he has one called Sex Castle which is Probably one of my favorite comics ever. Which is like an, an homage to like 80s action movies yeah. with like a big talking idiot main character. Yeah. And then he did one that's an homage to 90s um, action movies. Which kill, kill Them All? Kill Them All. Yeah. Which uh, I reviewed on the latest episode of uh, Serious Issues. Oh, nice. You can go and listen to that. You lent it to me. That was so good. So yeah. funny. Such a good cartoonist as well. Yeah. He also just finished um, a, uh, a five-part image series <gasps> called um, Assassination. That's, that's finished? It's finished. I think Hell the tray comes out yes. in October. Looking forward to that with uh, Erica Henderson, the Squirrel Girl artist on art. Nice, very good stuff. Yeah. So um, thank you for listening to Serious Issues, guys. Um, <laughs> Shakedown Hawaii. That's definitely one I'm going to pick up. Though. Yeah, I, I, I really I, love I that old style. I don't know if it's still on GTA. sale, but snap it up. Yeah, it's real good. I'll put it on a watch list. What you got, baby? Um, well, how about we uh, we we take some more questions? <laughs> how about we go back to bitching about Picnic Panic? <laughs> uh, all yeah, the, let's do some more questions. I'm in the all the small games channel of the uh, Sans Pants Discord server, which you can join by becoming a Sans Pants Sans Pants Plus member. Pa- Panic in the Discord. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Amelia asks, are there any particular recommendations you have for a person who is not great at timing, but enjoys ridiculous games? I, I play any game on easy because I like to get through games and not be stuck very early. Like I am in Hollow Knight. I'm playing Cadence of Hyrule when I can, when I have headphones and Slay the Spire on PC. Let me tell you about a little game called Mud Runner, a spin turn. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I will not sell you on Russian trucks. Um... I'm listening. <laughs> um, Mud Runner is not as fun as you think it is. Oh, I know it's not. I know it is. Like, don't get me wrong. I entirely understand that it's just on me. Um, I reckon a game like um, Ape Out. Yeah. Where, like, even if you can't really progress through the levels, it's still fun just to be in that colorful yeah. music-based uh, you know, world and just chip away at one level at a time. Um, golf Story. That's not really. Have you finished that? No. I don't know anyone in the world who has finished that game. <laughs> All right, no golf story then. Um, I would definitely recommend. Um, what was that awesome kind of puzzle game we played last year? Uh, the Gardens Between. Oh yeah, Gardens Between definitely. That, that's a really really beautiful, quite short puzzle game that isn't particularly difficult. Um, yeah. It's kind of like it's very simple um, mechanics, but beautiful storytelling. Yes. Um, Fantastic. Recommend in- that. Inside while we're here, definitely play inside. Yeah, inside. Fantastic. And, I mean, I've been playing a, uh, a a limbo slash inside clone, like a very very low budget. I'm gonna have you play it in, in for an upcoming episode. It what's is it, so buggy. What's it called? Um, it is called. Uh, God damn it. Um, Oxen free. It's not called Oxen free. Okay, no, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm, I, rec- I, I'm Selma. Oh, Amelia, Amelia. <laughs> I'm recommending Oxen free. Uh, just a fantastic like, um, like teen horror kind of game. 
again, excellent writing, fantastic dialogue, uh, dialogue mechanic they've got going in it. The game that I, I want to talk to you about maybe in the future. I, I should try and get you to play it because I was playing it for today and just bashing my head on how broken it is. Okay. It's called Phobia with an F. Have you ever played it? I think it's on iOS. It's just come to Switch. Did it just come out? It just I came th- out on Switch. I, I yeah, think yeah. I saw it in the um, I saw it in the store and maybe bookmarked it. It looks really good. Like the visuals are pretty great, but um, it is a, like, it's a piece of shit. Not not like I think it was made by one dude, and so I don't want to go too hard on it. But right. like, I want to get you to play it. We, we should talk about it in right. a future episode. It's pretty funny. Um, but uh, yeah, there's plenty of good games out there, Amelia. Yeah. Um, I think we definitely always specify like you know the easiness of certain L- games. Listen back over some of our episodes. That's the best game of all. Yeah. Stantium asks any indie games with a lot of love that you just can't get into. What types of games are not for you, so to say? I know this one straight off the bat. Moonlighter. Moonlighter and also Stardew Valley. Anything like for me I I really only really like the kind of like item management kind of town sim game when it's Animal Crossing. Sure. That's like the only kind of only only example of that game that I've really enjoyed. Um Stardew Valley for me, I know I would probably enjoy it if I got it, but it also just seems like such a colossal waste of time to me that I don't <laughs> want to get into it. It's definitely Yeah, if if it got its hooks in me and then it was just a hundred hours of playing this game that I was simultaneously very much enjoying and also going like, why the fuck am I doing this? Like, it's 11.55 at night, but I just got to do one more day because my turnips are almost finished. Girl. Like, what am I doing? But at the same <laughs> time, oh my God, I love this. Um, yeah, Moonlighter is a game that like sounds so cool, looks great, but I just couldn't get into. Yeah, I just, it didn't. Yeah, and no, I've never ever heard anyone like say that they love the dungeon crawling aspect of it, which is what appealed to me the most. Yeah, of they course, love, they just love the item. The, the shop, the shop part of it, I was like, this yeah. is confusing and weird, and what's going on? Yeah, and the yeah, the actual combat part of it, I was like, this isn't fun combat. I'm not enjoying this. It's definitely not a game for me. No, um, can't think of any others though. Well, Stephen Strangle asks, do you think that indie games seeking to emulate a dead game genre, for example, ukulele and the collectathon genre? should modernise the more dated facets of all those old genres or not. Fucking hell. This, that's like, do I have three hours and have to, <laughs> like, do I have to do an that's essay a, to answer this? That is a good question, though. Like, but, I mean, are there, any, like, are there any game genres that you'd describe as dead? Like, I think that's, that's a loaded kind of thing. Well, like, like the 3D platformer collectathon game that was so prevalent on the Nintendo 64. Like, Ukulele brought that back and everyone was like, oh, I don't think I like this. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I think they have to modernize. I think I think indie games are best when they pick and choose from different genres. And yeah. So they revive, like for example, like um, Yoku's Island Express. Sure. Which is a pinball game and a Metroidvania game. Yeah. But it's a Metroidvania pinball game. Hell yeah! And so you control like a a, a dung beetle yeah. who's moving around a pinball, and you have there are flippers that you use to like navigate around. Yeah. Hey, Amelia, stage. play Yoku's Island Express. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one for Amelia too. Yeah. I, I think I think they're best when they instead of just yeah, like like for example, there's a game at the moment that looks just like a '90s Contra game, but there's also right. a Contra collection on Switch. Sure. So like, why wouldn't I just play the Switch Contra collection instead of playing a game that is like to the pixel tried to recreate a, what a Contra game feels yeah. like? I would rather them. Yeah, I, I definitely think that indie games should take from lots of different inspirations. Yeah. I almost think, and I think it's less about like modernizing a genre and more 
<clears throat> cherry pick the bits of that genre that make a really great game, do that across several genres, stir it all together. Yeah, yeah. definitely agree. Forest of Mist, what is your opinion on remakes on Switch? They're fine. Cool. I love them. Go for it. Keep them coming. Maybe price them a little less. Yeah. If they could remake Interstate 76, I would be literally the happiest man alive. Um, Epic Game Store, why should I care, is his second question. I cannot answer that. I don't know either. Okay. Because they're getting a bunch of exclusives, but... We're not all the ex- gamers. You used all, to be, but all I, the exclusives I tainted are, your life. You did. I, I forced you to get a Switch. Um, all the exclusives seem to be more AAA-ish than anything else. Mr. Blinky, what's the most broken game you've played? I wish I knew this off the top of my head. <laughs> um, oh man, I Bloodstained. Blood <laughs> no, it's not that. No, there's, there's, there's definitely it. something. There's definitely something else. You played a bunch of Bethesda games. Those games are broken as fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, crap. That's a really tough one. Let's get back to him. Have a think about it. Yeah, Mister Blinky, leave it with us. Like, is uh, is it broken? Is it broken in terms of so rife with bugs that it's unplayable, or is it broken in terms of? the game design is so shitty that it's just not worth playing. Anyway. Yeah. I guess like, you know, getting stuck and falling into levels and all that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. No, there was that one you played where it's like, you can kind of like the land is jelly almost and you got to bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I yeah. keep getting stuck in the, in the levels. Yeah. But I mean, games that I love to have like had like, the guy to lose a, three hours of, of into a Grim Vandango save, the PS4 version, because he got stuck yeah. in the wall at one point. Like, even good games are broken as fuck. Sure. Um, Angus, who do, who does HeyFam with me, still hasn't finished um, that most recent South Park game because there was, like, a pretty common bug that, that right. they never patched. Because he, he realized South Park isn't that great. That game, Those games are amazing. They are really good, They're actually. Really good. <laughs> i got to pay those. Um, cool. Um, Dopeville 95 Would you say indie games get a bad rap Because of how flooded the market is I don't know that they do they No, get a bad not rap? really I think it just Not on this show No we, We're not sitting here going like I loved this game But because there's 300 other actually, games on the eShop It sucks Actually, now I'm seeing Isabel's also asked How do you differentiate between good indie games That have a little effort put into them Simple And good indie games that are deep and complex um, hold on, and then Stantium asks, I find indie games can sometimes be great in some areas, but mediocre in others. Is there an aspect of a game you consider to be more important than others? How do you determine what matters to you? I think all these people have been burned by the fact that Adam Zamet, sorry, Joel Zamet, who, uh, who hosts, one of the hosts of Thumb Cramps, Thumb Cramps exclusively yeah. plays $1 games and reviews <laughs> them on Thumb Cramps. That's he's, the- giving, he's giving indie games a bad name. The, I think that was one of the ones that's like, how do you discern? I was going to almost say straight off the bat, price. Like, I'm very hesitant to touch anything under $5 full price. Even $9? Yeah. Like, yeah, 10 bucks. Yeah. No, I look, I think, I think depending on the game, there's a lot of, there's some stuff you can find for $10 that's kind of cool. But I think if it's, if it's, <clears throat> if it's super cheap, um, also, like, do some research. Like, just Google. Yeah, I think it's almost like, I reckon you could probably count the games that we didn't like on this on this podcast since we started almost two years ago on one hand. Like, yeah. I, I, I haven't been that two many. Of us, two hands. Two hands. All right, yeah. sure. Yeah. On your number of DVDs of the movie, two hands you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, like, any game, like, it's very rare you'll find a game where you're like, this was perfect all the way through. Like, I, I have those games I can count on one hand. What are For they? instance, like, Inside... 
Yeah, actually, that's a really good. That's, that's definitely a perfect game. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'll just Breath say of, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, like small games. I'm talking about. But okay, like, small yeah. games. Sure. Okay. Yeah, Hollow Knight. The first five minutes of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like inside Hollow Knight, there's probably a couple of others that I'd need to do. Steam World Dig Two. Yeah, need to do some looking around on. Yeah. But like, those are all great. A lot of the other ones, it's it's there's good and there's bad, and it's all about like. Is the good giving you a good enough feeling to make you go, oh, I'll just skate over the bad then, kind of thing? I like it also when, you know, indie game developers take on risks, try and build off a bit more than they can chew. Because sometimes you can be like, even though it's not as executed as well as I would like, like I really appreciate what they're trying to do here. Yeah. And yeah, you know, I'm pretty forgiving of small studios as well. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. there's, you know, it's it's a lot harder to be angry at four people than 400. Yeah. I mean, I think you can tell a game's quality from the aesthetic that's a big that's a big part of why indie games are, are good to me like I, I think production value and aesthetic are one and like they, they play a big role in, yeah. in, in what makes those games special I mean there's definitely like there are there are indie games that specialize in a very kind of certain aesthetic like 8-bit pixel and that mm. kind of stuff one one thing that always almost always turns me off is where they've gone for like full blown 3D kind of stuff, but the 3D looks like a 90s PlayStation One yeah. kind of like, like, and it's not an homage to that era. It's, it's just they're, they're not doing good. the best they could. They're do, not yeah. doing. They're not good at 3D and polygons are back, everybody. Yeah, um, <laughs> they were never polygon in the first place. Um, yeah, those were three very. I, I think you're right. I think it's. Joel playing one dollar games and being a dickhead about them, like <laughs> by, by playing them to completion and then yeah. talking about them, yeah. like on the same level that you would talk about a normal game. Yeah, damn it, this is all your your fault. Yeah, if all all three people that ask those questions, just listen to us for a while. <laughs> That's the solution. Just listen to us. <laughs> listen to Zamet too, but do it with your fingers in your ears. Yeah, during his segments. Yeah, or demand he plays good games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of All the Small Games. We'll be back next week with another bunch of cool new indie games, or old new indie games, yeah. but good ones. I've definitely got some. I got a, a bit of a pile of shame going on my. Oh boy! I bought Kara Blaster. Oh man, that was on sale. Great game. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's almost like a perfect pile for me. Yeah. Even though, like, I, I know it's definitely not for everyone, though. Sure, but, yeah. of course. I'm looking forward to giving it a try. Unreal. All right, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Stay indie <laughs> as best as possible. Stay indie and above fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs>